0: Slightly Opinionated Joe. Uh, Here's your host, Joe. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Slightly Opinionated Joe. I'm Joe, and today we're going to be talking about an up-and-coming movie. February 2023, the movie is called Jesus Revolution. Now, let me just stop you right there. I don't want you to get caught up in the title of what the film is. I want you to think about... What the film is about. And I know that some people can be put off by a religious film. You can be put off by even the title by itself. I want to just stop you right there and just say, just, just give it a second. Just give it a second. Because when I initially saw the preview, I was like, uh, well, uh, okay. And then I was like, ah, see, there's a story is a story that's actually quite compelling. I was fortunate enough this week to see a nearly finished cut of the film. And I'll have to say this, I haven't been to a theater in quite a while. So it was nice to go to a movie theater. I know COVID has wreaked havoc on a lot of industries, and I'm glad that this theater is still in business. And I was just glad to be there. I did have to stand in line with everybody else who got the special invitation. It's almost like a press screening, so uh, it was very limited viewing, and it was only one theater, and, uh, I rushed out of work, hit traffic to try to get there, and I did get there on time, so I'm, I'm thankful for that, and, uh, standing in line, and I'm just kind of just waiting to get in there, and it was it was great, great little, great little wait, and, uh, they let us in there and they talked to, you know, just briefly before the movie began about uh, what the movie was, how the fact is it's like a press screening, so no cell phones. And um, I have to say that just being back in the theater kind of like it was great. I am I'm, I don't know. I, I've always liked going to movies, going to a theater after COVID was different. The theater was nearly filled. Um, so it was good. I do like my personal space, though, so I definitely, I, I, I was in a row where there weren't too many people, and then at the last minute, there was, like, people next to me, but that's okay. That's that's something else. Anyways, um, I first want to talk about the uh, the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie, it's based on a true, true vent and it's based in the 70s, so I know there's plenty of movies that are... Out about the 70s, about, you know, the way the world was around, about how America was at that point in time. And this movie is a bit different because it, it takes on following one central cast member whose name is Greg Laurie, who was a teenager at the time in the 70s. And uh, it's about how this young man was searching for something real. And for me, that's that's where it hit home. You know, you can watch a film. I've watched plenty of films. There's times that you can associate yourself with a character. This is one of those where I could understand. I could understand the idea of searching for something. So I think that as far as the storyline goes, I, I enjoyed it and I was able to quickly get in line with it and be able to follow it. I didn't get lost. I didn't get distracted by the other elements of the story, which is actually, in my opinion, really good storytelling. I will say this. I did like the cast of the film and let me just go through it. Cause I'm not an expert on any of these people. I'm not really a person that follows actors per se. If I've seen someone in a show before I would know them. And there is one person I'm going to mention that I have seen in a show. And uh, let me just go quickly through it. So it's Joe Courtney, Anna Grace Barlow, Jonathan Romy, if I'm saying that correctly, Kimberly Williams Paisley, and Kelsey Grammer. The only people, oh sorry, the only person I actually know as an actor uh, is Kelsey Grammer. Not to say that anybody else isn't great, but Kelsey Grammer I know because of the show, Frasier. So I guess I'm a fan because I've seen almost every episode. I don't think I've seen everyone, but close to every episode of Frasier. So, you know, when, when, (laughs) (laughs) when Kelsey Grover, I'm used to Kelsey Grover being Frasier and I see him in a different light. And for the role, he actually plays a, um, a pastor named uh, Chuck Smith and Seeing him as Frazier, which is basically just a radio radio star slash psychologist, and then you comes into the role of a preacher of a church. It was it was great. And I think that he was good at the role. I think that at no point did you not believe he was a preacher in the seventies dealing with uh, society as it was and the issues that surround being in that role. In your community, so I thought it was really good. I think his portrayal was actually excellent. Mind you, I wasn't there; I don't know how the real guy was, but I thought Kelsey Grammer's performance was great. So that, that's my two cents for at least that part. And I'm not trying to say that he was, you know, the whole part of the movie, but you know, I had to at least give credit to, to Kelsey Grammer for being, you know, really, really great at what he does. Um, I think that. If you know nothing about you know this event in history, because it's a historical event, and actually uh, made it to the cover of uh, Time Magazine, um, you'd have to step back for a moment and just try to figure out what does it really matter? Is it relevant? Is it worth doing the movie over? And I think that when I saw the movie, I don't know anything about the past, about its connection, but when I saw the movie, I was drawn in by the idea of the historical significance, but also a compelling story, real people who've lived, not something that was just made up and it's a great story and, oh, I feel good about it. No, this is a real person, real people who actually have lived their lives. And that's what drew me in. You know, as I watched the movie, I was just engaged watching it and, you know, a really good story is something, in my opinion, that you can't really predict what's going to happen next. This story, you can't predict what's going to happen next. You're just you're just sitting there on the edge of your seat, just waiting for it to play out because there is a build. There is a build because there's, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of movies. I don't like every movie, but I can appreciate the art of filmmaking. I feel like this film is truly great. It's great because the cast members were actually all good actors believable there's nobody hamming it up or in <laughs> and, in and, and some movies you'll have you know a great cast and then you'll have one person who, who's not necessarily great for a role and therefore they have a hard time pulling it off no every person in this cast pulled it off pulled it off without exception like there's nothing that made me think oh well that could have been done better or oh, that could have been done better as the critic is just I thought it was great now, even though I think it's great, it's just my opinion, and, you know, I guess in, in a way I am I'm biased because after seeing the movie, it's very hard for me to be like, well, you know, you no, it, I know what it's like to be, like, critical and, you know, I'm not a movie critic. I know how they can be, they can, you know, try to jab and jab and, you know make a point because if you're a critic that's your job your job is to go over and give an assessment of the quality of a film the actors etc cetera, etc cetera. not being a a film critic I still feel like it'd be very hard for a a film critic to to knock the movie to actually say anything bad about the movie because it's it's actually well done and here's the thing like like I said in the beginning the name could could really throw you because honestly, you know, Christian cinema, I'm not an expert. I, I know that there are, you know, some films that have hit theaters. God's Not Dead is one of them that I can think of. Uh, I've never seen it and nor have I pursued seeing it. Uh, even though I like I like Kevin Serbo, I thought it was great in the television series he did. Um uh, after looking at a synopsis one day in a Walmart, I was thinking, uh, 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 I don't know. You know, it didn't. It didn't make me think, wow. You know, what? I need to pick this film up and go to the register. Yep, go to the register. Either buy this right now. It's hot, hot commodity. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive. It's just, you know, I think that. I like a movie that has a good theme, that is compelling, ultimately great storytelling. I feel like in Christian cinema, from what I've seen, uh, some of that is lacking. And this movie should not be judged by that kind of, uh, you could could be opinionated and think that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be that at all. And, and I have to say that now, because there's probably people who were like, oh, I saw Guys Not Dead, and I thought it was horrible. Or, I saw that movie, and I thought it was bad, and therefore every film that you have Jesus attached to it is going to be bad. Well, okay, so so what about The Passion of Christ? The Passion of Christ is like, uh, I think Mel Gibson directed that? That's First of all, that movie is a bit raw, but... It's, it's a good film. I have it. I can't really watch it a lot because it's a bit raw and I have it. Like I own it. I watched it and I haven't really watched it again. I will watch it again, but it's not something that I can watch all the time because it's, it's really kind of tough to watch it because there are some very, very gruesome scenes. And, you know, I've seen action films or whatever, but that it's different. It's, it's so different with that film. But that's just the point I'm making, is that even Mel Gibson with that film, I don't think he made that film thinking that he was going to get, you know, uh, critics, a great critical review and everybody would applaud him. I think... Personally, he made the film because it was something that was in his heart to do. He's been in Hollywood for such a long time. He's been around film. I think that it was something that was in his heart to do when he just went out and did it. And I'm pretty sure there's more to it than that. But I feel like that's how, how film should really be. Something that you're passionate about. and It causes you to start writing. And go from writing a concept for a screenplay to getting, you know, the budget, the financing, whatever the case, and then getting the cast and then, you know, pushing forward through it to the point where you have, I'll call it a body of work. What's us call a film a body of work. It's a, it's a work of art. And to go from point A, an idea or a concept to something written down, a screenplay, and then from a screenplay to figuring out budgeting and getting financing and then going to the point where you can actually do a casting and then get the casting and then you still need more money and then you have to shoot. All these things go into place. I feel like there's a lot of effort into it. I feel like if you don't have a strong story, then you don't really have anything at all. For this movie, Jesus Revolution, there is a great story and it's told in a way that If you have no connection, if you don't know anything historically, it does not matter. There's a story that's going to be told. So they did a great job. And obviously I'm biased about the movie. I I don't know. Like I said, I saw a cut of it. I don't know if that's going to be the final cut. But I will say this. I did talk to some friends. And a friend of mine, Eric, did mention that There were a couple things that he thought they should change. And I'm just going to mention them now, not that they are going to change them or that they should. I'm just going to say this now, because like I said, I don't know anything about historically what happened during the time. And this is about the main characters. So this is about, um, let me see here. The Pastor Chuck Smith and about, uh, Lonnie Frisbee. So basically Chuck Smith is actually the person Kelsey Grammer is actually playing, which is the pastor of a church. And uh, there's a pivotal scene in which there's a conversation between the pastor and the hippie who is Lonnie Frisbee. And they are talking about the idea of church and about culture and about that intersection. And, and, My friend Eric was saying that, you know, that pivotal conversation happened, but it wasn't actually um, Chuck Smith who had the conversation, but it was really a conversation between his wife and Lonnie Frisbee. And that's what he said. Again, that's historically what was what took place. But I realize in movies, not everything is, you know, you see that little disclaimer based on actual events. Sometimes. Uh, some elements could be changed, some elements could be moved, but the story in and of itself is accurate to a, to a degree. Uh, the second part that was brought up is the Lonnie Frisbee thing, and first of all, when I heard the name uh, Lonnie Frisbee, I did not think that that was a real name, because it doesn't sound like a real person, but it was, and that is a real name, not a, um, a <laughs> fabricated name. Uh... And in the movie, you know, my friend Eric mentioned that it was shown uh, that he, that Lonnie Frisbee was a person who actually preached several times during the film, and that could make someone believe that he was regularly preaching, and in reality, it was really just Chuck Smith, who was played by Kelsey Grammer, who did the preaching for those services. So again, I wasn't there. I'm just hearing from a friend who talked to the pastor who actually is a pastor at Calvary, and they talked about, oh, this part happened, but this part didn't. That's, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not a historian. I'm just pointing those two parts out. If they have the footage, if it can be cut, I don't know if they can reshoot it. I don't think that would necessarily be a good idea. Because, you know, again, my opinion is the movie is good as is. Because if you do not change those two parts, the story is still solid. It doesn't change the message. It doesn't change the reality of what happened. The story is still the story. So, again, again, I I admit I am biased on this. I try not to be biased. I I think I try not to be biased. In this instance, I am because I was drawn into a movie. I wasn't really sure. I saw the preview. Then I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. And then after I was like, oh, yeah this is a good movie. This is a movie that I would buy. And I don't buy movies that I don't think are good. So, pardon me, I do have a movie collection. I buy movies. I know that people are saying that, oh, you know, you know, disc, disc media, it's dying. No one's buying Blu-rays anymore. They're just streaming everything. It's all in the cloud, and it's all wonderful in that wonderful server somewhere. And that's great, you know, you're you're welcome to do what you, you like. I have physical media because I'm not going to have to log in to an account to actually view what I own. And I don't need Wi-Fi to do it, it just plays in a player. And yes, I do have a Blu-ray player. Blu-ray forever. Um, the point I'm making is that I think that that movie is good enough to own. It's definitely good enough to see. In fact, I, I hope that everybody has an opportunity to see this movie. If you like film, you'll like this movie. If you like a good storyline, a good story to follow, you like this movie. Is this a sing-along? No, it is not a sing-along. I would say this is categorized as drama. But it's a good film. Will it win an award for film of the year? I don't know. I personally think it has the makings to get that because it's such good storytelling. The director—it's a kudo. I don't. Do I even have? I don't even know if I have it. Like I'm just looking at this pamphlet. I don't see the. Let's see here. The, I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I have this. This little pamphlet thing it doesn't have the director. He did a great job. In fact, when the uh the 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 pre-show goes on, you see the director sitting with Greg Lurie talking about it. So I don't know his name. I will get his name, but he is he did a great job. So I have to give him kudos. Great job directing this film. Um so yeah I think I'm gonna be ending this very soon, but I just want to say a few more things in closing. A and, and like I said, the movie's great. I liked it. I will say this for moviegoers, and I feel like I'm, I'm saying this towards the end because I wanted to get through the review of the movie and just hit this one nail on the head towards the end to not distract from it. When I was going to this movie, I was sitting in the theater, and I went out and I got concessions, and I got pizza, I got a, a drink, and, you know, the movie was free, so it was a like a press screening. So, you know, I went out and just bought some food and I went back inside and, you know, um, I sit down and I'm eating my pizza and I'm just enjoying myself. I was hungry. I just drove through traffic and I was just glad to, that they had food there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking out in front of me and there is a woman standing with a box and it's a box of pizza, but this pizza is from a restaurant that I think is literally outside of this theater. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, boy, mm. you know, I, I'm going to say it because I am slightly opinionated. I was like, why would this woman bring in this pizza to this theater? And it wasn't like a full, like, medium pizza. It looked like it was, you know, maybe a slice or two in a smaller box, almost like what you'd find with, like, you know, those little mini pizzas or whatever. Either way, it had the logo right on the box, so that's how I know. I'm not a nosy guy. I just noticed she's standing in front of me with the pizza. I'm sorry, I'm going to do my New York thing. She's standing in front of me with the box of pizza. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to enjoy my pizza. I see her pizza. I'm like, you know, what's going on with the pizza here? I mean, this pizza came from the theater. Your pizza came from out of the theater What's going on with that? I mean, I, I don't understand, you know, the the economy being what it is, you know, the theaters, they're, they might not be in business. Some have gone under, you know, you got, you got teenagers working in the lobby, you know, and everybody needs a job, right? You know, so the way I see it, you know, maybe this is crazy me, but perhaps you should go into the lobby and spend money, especially when it was a free ticket. It wouldn't make much sense for you to go in and bring your own food because the theater has to pay for electricity and water and employees who were staffing the concession stands and the people who were doing tickets, that is all oh, it costs something. It costs money. so you have to pay for it. It's crazy. Maybe that's a bad New York accent. I, I think it's a bad accent. I'm leaving it in the podcast by the way. The point is is that <laughs> I'm sorry, you know if if you're going to a theater, whether you have free tickets or not, Please understand, no one really breaks down the cost of a movie. When you're paying for that ticket, I would think the lump sum of that money is going back to a studio. So whoever made that movie is getting the majority share of that ticket price. A small fraction of that actually goes to the theater. The theater in and of itself has to cover its cost. So that's why when you go to that concession stand, you look there at those prices, and they might seem a little bit padded, not going to deny that, but those prices are there so that they can afford the staff, the building, and all those things that go into the place of actually having a theater. So, you know, I just want to encourage people, free tickets, no real excuses there, Paid tickets, please still spend the money on concessions because you do not want our theaters to shut down. I know that in, in in light of COVID, a lot of people have been streaming. Nothing wrong with that. I still stream, but I also still pick up movies at Redbox. Not, I'm not advertising for them, by the way. Just saying if I didn't want to see a movie in a theater, I would wait for it to come out. I'd go to Redbox. I get a Blu-ray and that's how I'd watch it because I didn't want to go to the theater. I'm just saying, that's how I feel, but the idea is you don't want to rob the film industry of what they're due the same way you don't want to rob the, the theater industry of being able to thrive because you've decided not to pay for nachos or pretzels or whatever and bring in your own food. I've probably beaten this horse dead and I'm sorry about that, but I just had to put it out there because it just has to be said. Anyways, I digress. I did digress hardcore. Please go out. (laughs) When this movie hits theaters, please go out and see Jesus Revolution. It's a great film. It's a great story. And it's based on historical events. That's the crazy thing about it. This actually happened. Anyways, thank you for joining me for another, episode of Slightly Opinionated.